ஹம்துல்லாஹிஃபாஸ்லாமுலாஹிஸ்லாம் المرء على دين خليله فلينظر احدكم من يخال او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مستشفيون الكرام برادرزن الدس الله تعالى has placed us in this dunya for a very very short time nobody has any doubt that he is here for a very temporary time nobody is here forever every single person living on earth believes this nobody has any dispute about it it can be any person he can be believing in any thing and he can be how intelligent or how foolish in terms of whatever else might be the case but in terms of this particular aspect nobody has any difference of opinion any other view everybody is unanimous that we are here in this dunya for a temporary period of time one day everybody will have to leave nobody is going to remain here forever but this is the nature of this insan that though this life is so it's just on an edge that nobody has any idea when he will just move on from this dunya to the next world to the hereafter every person is on the edge but this insan's nature is such that he forgets where he is If a person is walking on some very very narrow bridge, just a foot bridge, both sides is very deep, he doesn't know what, how far deep down it is going to fall. Very narrow, just one brick wide. Now it's a long bridge and he has to walk on that. So if for any reason he is not conscious of where he is, he might just be casual. he might just be very very unconcerned but suddenly he realizes where he is he might still be fine he's safe but the fact that he realized where he is is in the middle of this bridge and it's very narrow and it's very deep on either side already that makes him nervous it makes him very very nervous and now he starts walking with extra care because he can't take a chance can't take a chance he doesn't know when he might fall off if he doesn't take the full care so while he was not realizing where he is somebody he was in his deep sleep somebody came and just put him there so he was feeling that i'm very comfortable but as soon as he realized where he is the whole thing changed so this is unfortunately the situation of insan in this dunya that though we are all on this edge nobody knows what's the next moment 
And every day, repeatedly every day, we hear about these kind of incidents. One is somebody became very old, very elderly, then became very sick, and then gradually it became obvious that this person now, the time is very limited, he's moving on. So that also happens from time to time. But how often it happens that a person is fit, is healthy, he is in the prime of his life, he has long ambitions, he's got a plan for the next 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, and in the next moment that person is gone. Sometimes people say, I spoke to him in the morning and in the night he passed away. Very often sometimes you hear this kind of statement, I spoke to him just now and he's gone. That's dunya. That's the dunya we are living in. And just like that person was on the edge, one moment he was on this side, the next moment he was gone. We are also on that edge. We are also on the same edge. Just that we don't know when our time comes to move on. So this is the whole focus that this insan should have, that I am on this edge. And the person who is on the edge, he is not casual. He is not unconcerned. He is not heedless. He takes extreme caution. takes a lot of care. And he doesn't take chances. Now a person who is on this edge of life, he won't take chances. That just go anywhere, doesn't matter what kind of place that might be, what kind of haram is taking place there. We'll have some fun and come back later. You know, I'm on the edge. I might never return from there. And how often that has happened? That a person went somewhere and that's where his roof came out. That's where his janaza was lifted from. The person now can't take chances that, well, I'll come back and then see what to do. Then I'll make toba later on. See, no, I'm on this edge. On this edge I have to walk very carefully. Because if I just lose my focus for a while, I might lose balance. I lose balance, where I will fall, where I will finish off. So a person who is on this edge, he won't take chances looking at something that is haram. Because that might be the last moment of his life suddenly. And he's busy looking at something haram. And at that moment, his ruh was taken out. How often this happens? One person was sitting, he wasn't feeling very sick, but slightly ill. He was feeling some little pain and so on, so they just made him comfortable a little bit. Maybe some, somebody said must be some gas, gas build up. So he was fine, he was comfortable like that, he was talking, sitting. And then while talking to them, suddenly he says, I'm feeling some kind of darkness in front of me. Feeling like, like the light is just fading away. So what do you mean? But before they even woke up to respond, suddenly he just, his head went down. And when they got to him from, meaning sitting one meter, two meters away, he just said, I'm feeling like some kind of like, like the light is like just doing off. And from two meters away, by the time they just got to him, he already passed away. Person is talking and he's gone. So now if that time the person was sitting and looking at something haram, how does this just happen in a moment? Sitting and talking to somebody, the next thing is gone. 
and not that he was extremely ill and really like not sure now between life and death and no no all the hope was there that everything is fine but the time was up when that appointed time comes nothing can hold it back at that moment that person's ruh will go and life will be gone so now at that moment this person walking on this edge of life he says no no I'll, I'll watch what I want to watch now later on we'll sort everything out but that might be the last moment and there might be no sign before that of what's to come what's the next moment no sign of it one is now there's some heart pain and there's some other pain and there's some other issue and so often it's happening without any warning sign and happening in moments so now the person walking on this edge of life I can't take chances that might be the last moment of my life so I can't take chances listening to anything haram I got if I stick that earphone in my ears to listen to something that Allah Ta'ala has forbidden and at that time if I'm listening to something haram in my rule is in that moment what kind of moth will that be that I met Allah Ta'ala in that condition like for example a person is going to meet this is just for the sake of example it can't there's no comparison in reality and he's going to meet some very very uh, high flying person, somebody very high position going to meet the mayor, going to meet the premier, maybe the president, king so he decides to go in a very dirty all clothes laden with dirt and grease and filth and his whole, all his hair is all disheveled and filled with dust his shoes are torn and tattered his really dirty condition, smelly condition so now anybody who tries to do such a thing anybody who is seen going in this manner everybody around will be totally shocked that this person can't be sane not possible that this person in his, his sane mind he's going to meet the president, the premier, forget president and premier, the mayor forget the mayor and councillor but now he's, if he doesn't have good enough clothes he wants to borrow it from somebody and he's making himself very very presentable because he doesn't want to go in front of a dignified person in front of some uh, highly placed person person on some high position he doesn't want to appear in front of him in a dirty manner in a manner that is his appearance is very unsightly he wants to be dignified he wants to be presentable that person is insan like him though he's an insan that person is insan also both are human beings and it is highly possible and especially if that person got no iman then he is 100% reality that if this person got iman he is billions and billions of times better than that person there is no comparison in that too but now in terms of dunya that person is on a position so he wants to go and put himself forward in a presentable manner now that is between one insan and another insan and this person goes in a dirty way everybody says something wrong with his veins and if he is not insane he will never do that now that which we always are concerned about how do we appear in front of other insans 
how do we appear in front of other human beings and especially if it is somebody who is on a higher position in terms of dunya perhaps maybe that person has some authority in terms of my job maybe he can either decide whether I remain hired or fired or if this person can make life very difficult for me if I don't treat him with that respect that he feels he deserves so now for all such people the person will take extra care why? because I don't want to get myself into a situation that I'm in some difficulty, some hardship so now we make ourselves presentable for insan this is an everyday thing everyday thing person is waking up early in the morning and now he's getting ready finally to go to work so now he's checking and double checking in the mirror everything is all fine and he's looking that he's presentable he doesn't go to work in a way that looks unpresentable clean he's very clean he's 100% clean he took a good clean bath and his clothes are pure his park everything is clean but if it is a little creased and so on he says oh it's not presentable so just that few creases also he is concerned about how can he appear like this go to work like this with his clothes all creased nothing else everything else is fine just creased that too is not good enough for him he has to be presentable presentable in front of who? in front of insan for insan like him so now if he is clean he is pure there is really no problem but those creases don't allow him to just go out like that now that is the same thought that we have to embed deep down in our heart that when we are so concerned about being presentable in front of insan insan can only see what is our external self they can see whether our clothes are creased or whether it's ironed properly and whether there's any stains on it or not you can see whether our hair is disheveled or it's well kept and whether we are presentable externally that's all they can see but insan can't see beyond that and Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala is our creator he is our sustainer Allah ta'ala is that being يَعْلَمُ خَائِنَةَ الْأَعْيُنُ وَمَا تُخْفِ sudur. He knows the deception of the eye and what the hearts conceal. Insan can see what stains are there on the clothing. Allah Ta'ala can see the stains on the heart. Insan will only be able to see the creases on that clothing. But Allah Ta'ala is seeing what filth is there in the heart. And insan is insan. What can, how much, what can insan really do? Allah Ta'ala is our creator. And especially when this insan, his eyes close in dunya, then the rest of insan also, there's nothing they can do for him and nothing that they can really cause him any more pain or do him any favor. Especially at that point, everybody says the only favor we can do for him is now quickly bury him. No other thing we can do for him. We can't help him in any way, there's nothing we can do to harm him also. He's gone now. But he's gone from us, he's gone forever to Allah Ta'ala. And like we are concerned that we must be presentable to insan, so insan don't, we don't become in a problem with any insan. Insan, what problem can insan really make for us? But if we get to the akhirat in a way we are not presentable, then Allah forbid that becomes an ongoing problem for us. So this is the whole concern, this is the focus, this is the purpose of all the efforts of deen 
how to make ourselves presentable in front of Allah Ta'ala. How to make ourselves presentable? Our hearts. Inna Allah la yanduru ila ajsamikum wa la ila suwarikum walaki yanduru ila qulubikum wa a'amalikum. Allah Ta'ala does not look at your external side. Who is how tall, who is how short, who is how rich and who is how poor, who is black and who is white. All these things make no difference in the court of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala looks walaki yanduru ila qulubikum wa a'amalikum. Allah Ta'ala looks at the heart and the actions. What is the heart? The heart is brimming with Iman. Then it can be anybody from any part of the world. He can be the richest person or the poorest person. He can be anyone. If that heart is brimming with Iman, he is very close to Allah Ta'ala. And he is very presentable to Allah Ta'ala. Those amal, those actions of his are all actions which Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. There's salah in his life. There's the tilawat and the recitation of the Quran Sharif. He's taking the name of Allah Ta'ala, making zikr. He's making mujahada against that nafs, against those haram temptations. He is striving and making an effort for deen. He's doing various amal which are pleasing to Allah Ta'ala. All this makes him all the more presentable to Allah Ta'ala. And the person can be shining outside can be wearing the most expensive branded garments can be wearing shoes of whatever price one person said bought some, somebody, his friend bought one shoe the shoe was 40,000 rands subhanallah the shoe was 40,000 rands what's in that shoe, is it made with gold or what is it he said, no no it's a leather shoe the leather shoe, did that leather come from the gold mine perhaps maybe it came out from between the gold he said, no it's a leather shoe 40,000 rands, what kind of shoe can a person wear 40,000 rands? But that shoe also, the person can wear 80,000 rand shoe or a 200,000 rand shoe. That shoe is not going to take him to Jannah. It's walking in the Mubarak footsteps of Rasulullah is going to take him to Jannah. So then whether he is walking bare feet also, but he's walking in the Mubarak footsteps of Rasulullah That is going to make him presentable to Allah on the day of Qiyamah. قُلْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبُكُمُ اللَّهِ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Allah Ta'ala says to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that if they claim to love me إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ that if you claim to love Allah Ta'ala then there's only one way of proving that claim to follow in the Mubarak footsteps of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam you'll become so presentable to Allah Ta'ala that يُحْبِبُكُمُ اللَّهِ Allah will love you become so presentable to Allah Ta'ala that Allah Ta'ala will love you. يُحْبِبُكُمُ Allah وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ And when a person has a deep attachment for somebody, then he wants to shower the person with gifts and whatever. Allah Ta'ala will shower the ultimate gift. وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Grant you forgiveness. When Allah Ta'ala grants forgiveness, that is the ticket to Jannah. And that Jannah is everlasting. When the person has entered Jannah, what is in store in Jannah is beyond anybody's imagination. As in one hadith sharif, hadith Qudsi, Allah Ta'ala says, which Rasulullah Sallallahu narrates, that أَعْدَدْتُ لِعِبَادِيَ الصَّالِحِينَ مَا لَا عَيْنٌ رَأَتْ وَلَا أُذُنٌ سَمِعَتْ وَلَا خَطَرَ عَلَى قَلْبِ بَشَرْ That I've prepared for my presentable servants, my pious servants. Those who have made themselves presentable for Allah Ta'ala. 
We are all the time concerned about making ourselves presentable for insan. Somebody making himself presentable for his boss, and somebody making himself presentable for his wife, maybe. Somebody is making himself presentable for just his friends, and he wants to have some very, very fancy brands shining in the most uh, strategic places, so that everybody takes good note of it. That I am also branded. I am not without a brand. I am also branded. So now everybody is now making himself presentable so that people's eyes must now fall on him. Allah Ta'ala is saying, for the servants that have made themselves presentable to me, for my pious servants, I have prepared for them in Jannat, what no eye has ever seen. All the things in dunya, the best that can be found anywhere, but that best can't be compared to one fraction towards in Jannat. It's like a person trying to compare what is the proportion of a speck of dust to Mount Everest. Now even that, at some point, there will be some calculation. It's really beyond imagination what it will be, but there will still be something because there's one speck of dust and Mount Everest, what will be, what's the comparison? But there's still some comparison. But dunya compared to Jannah doesn't even have that extent of comparison. Dunya is nothing compared to what Allah Ta'ala has created in Jannah for His pious servants. أَعَدَدْتُ لِعِبَادِيَ الصَّالِحِينَ مَا لَا عَيْنٌ رَأَدْ وَلَا أُذُنٌ سَمِعَدْ And neither any ear is heard of it. No matter what somebody can describe, but that description can't come anywhere close to a fraction of what is the reality of Jannah. So there are many things mentioned to us in the Qur'an Sharif. Many things mentioned to us in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to give us some, some just some idea, faint idea of what Allah Taala has prepared in Jannat. But the reality, the reality is beyond anybody's imagination. Nobody has heard it. Wala khatara ala qalbi bashar, and the thought of it hasn't passed any person's heart and mind. Also, he cannot imagine it. He can try his utmost. He cannot conceive it. So that is for who? For the person who has made himself presentable for Allah Ta'ala. Now what makes him presentable? Like a person walking and there's a puddle, there's mud. Now he's going to put himself in that, walk in that puddle, he's going to splash all that dirt and muck all over him. It might be impure water that is lying there as well. Don't know, some dog might have passed there and urinated in it. All that is going to splash on him and totally make him impure. Then he walks under some gutter which is dripping with all kinds of dirt and muck that somebody threw on, on top. That's falling on his head. If he carries on walking in this way, by the time he finishes over the end of the road, what's going to be the case? So, but all this will be externally visible on him. Likewise, this insan is walking on the road and then that puddle of filth in terms of the haram glances that he's called, getting involved in. Now that puddle in which he steps his foot in and he splashes all over his clothes and body, that is not even a fraction of the filth that this brings on the heart. That haram glance, what filth it brings on the heart, this external filth is not even one fraction of it. It can't compare to it. How that soils the heart and how dirty and filthy it makes the heart. Now just as this person walks very carefully past those puddles, because he wants to remain presentable to the insan that are walking on the street. He doesn't know who they are. He doesn't have any idea where they come from. But they are nevertheless people looking at him. 
So he must be presentable walking down the streets. So even for those insan who we don't even have any idea who they are, we don't want to appear in front of them in an unpresentable way. So likewise all the time this mu'min is concerned, my heart must remain presentable to Allah Ta'ala all the time. So now that haram glance is going to totally soil it, going to dirty it, make it filthy, make it impure, I can't take a chance with it. Allah Ta'ala is away all the time. The insan walking past me, they might not even bother to look at me. But I am so concerned that I must be presentable. Allah Ta'ala is away all the time. What is in my heart? I'm going to listen deliberately to some haram. It's like now that gutter, I see it dripping there, I walk straight under it. And it's dripping muck. One is dripping water, this is dripping muck. And I decide to walk straight under it. So likewise the person paying attention and listening to the haram on the street, wherever else, deliberately giving his ear to it. And worse than that, sticking some earphone in his ears to listen deliberately to some haram. Now it's like walking directly under that gutter and what it does to him. But what that does externally is not a fraction of what the heart gets soiled with, with that haram. And these are just one or two examples in that way we can think about all the other things. So on the one hand, these sins, sins are what soil a person, soil his heart, soil his mind, soil him and make him totally unpresentable, makes his heart unpresentable to Allah Ta'ala. So the first thing is, just as this person walks very carefully, he doesn't jump in, walk into the puddles and mud. Likewise, we have to walk away from every sin. Walk away from everything that Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. And then together with staying away from the puddles and staying away from the dripping gutters, this person takes care to now groom himself and to keep, if some stain came, to wash it off. And then he applies ether on top of that. And does so many things to now enhance his external self. So likewise on the one side to keep the heart pure from all these things. Then to enhance that heart with amal salihah To make it even more presentable to Allah Ta'ala with amal salihah So one is the faraiz, wajibat, what's wajib, what's sunnat muakkada. Missing that also will terribly soil the heart. So there's no, no choice of missing that. That too has to be completed. But then over and above that, now he is making some nafil salah as well. He is making tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. He is taking the name of Allah Taala, making zikr. He is making dua and earnestly begging Allah Ta'ala. He is advising somebody with good. He is helping somebody in some way or the other. He is doing things that will bring him closer to Allah Ta'ala. All this will make that heart shine. All this will make it much more presentable to Allah Ta'ala. And then he will also become among those who will receive those bounties and na'mats of Jannah. So dunya is a very very temporary place. We are all here on a journey. And our destination is akhirat. And we are all headed towards this destination. The difference is that a person who is on a journey in dunya, he is looking at the how many kilometers he's already covered and he's calculating how much left. So he's now all the time checking, okay now another 300 kilometers to go, so now another two hours, two and a half hours, whatever it is, he's counting. In dunya, we know how much we covered. We have no idea what's left. We could already be just at the doorstep. You don't know. Person is traveling, but when he will suddenly reach his destination, he has no idea. It could be just in one moment. So therefore, we have no 
place for complacency to be heedless to be unconcerned we are all walking on that edge and a person walking on that edge is always concerned so we have to all the time be concerned we are insane we make mistakes person who is walking he also sometimes walking carefully but somebody else walk past him that gets some dust onto his clothes and he doesn't let it be he is quickly concerned about cleaning it he is quickly concerned about how to make himself presentable again likewise as insan sometimes his heart gets soiled some mistake he made something happened in a moment but then he doesn't remain unconcerned he becomes very concerned he becomes extremely concerned that i need to wash the stain of the heart immediately what is going to wash the stain of the heart the stain of the clothes water and soap will wash it the stain of the heart the water of the tears of repentance will wash it the tears of repentance will wash that heart so this person now will shed some tears of remorse and regret some tears of toba beg allah taala's forgiveness and make a firm resolution not to go back towards those sins again that will wash that sin and the stain of the heart and will make it presentable again to allah taala so this is this dunya this is where we are and this is what we have to keep reminding ourselves of that this is this journey of life we are on and we have to be ready we have to keep ourselves prepared especially in the current times this reminder is all the time in front of us it is always there this is a reality of all times it is always there just that now we have become even more conscious of how short life is and how short life is so now if we have become more conscious it's not just a matter of consciousness it's a matter of taking a lesson is a matter of taking a lesson when a person has taken a lesson then he translates that lesson into action person has learned a lesson that child learned a lesson that he want to insisting on touching that hot surface so now they didn't want to first allow him to touch it but he insisted so okay let him touch it so now he put his hand now he put his hand there and he realized what this does got burned so now he took a lesson now they grabbing his hand and bringing it they don't want to come because he learned the lesson he translated that lesson into action he's pulling his hand back so if he learned the lesson then that's a reaction but if he didn't learn the lesson he doesn't even wait for somebody to pull his hand in that direction he's going to put it so likewise we are seeing what's going on around us we are hearing about things all the time this is meant to give us a lesson and the person who takes a lesson allah taala says in the quran sharif many many places fa'tabiru fa'tabiru ya ulil albab o people of intelligence take a lesson this is ibrad so likewise all these things happening around us are ibrad it's a lesson that we have to prepare for the year after we have to prepare for the akhirat prepare for maut in the hadith sharif rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the most intelligent person ask who is the most intelligent person the most intelligent person rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said aktharuhum isti'dadan lil maut the person who prepares for death the most aktharuhum zikran lil maut aktharuhum isti'dadan lil maut person who remembers death the most and prepares for it the most he is the most intelligent because he is preparing for what is a reality just to finish off on this little anecdote one incident for the same lesson 
that some youngsters were now in a very good spirit now they decided to go for a little outing so now they came to the river bank but they found this one old man now he's giving some boat rides so now they said okay let's go for the boat ride now so they all jumped into the boat and now as they went deep into the river or into the sea wherever it might have been it started getting very stormy suddenly well first they now decided now you know such a wonderful cruise we're going for we must have some fun also so now how do we have some fun now they say old man here let's make have some fun with him so one of them asked him that uncle you know geometry now he was an illiterate person he had never gone to school and he's asking what is geometry i never heard of this word he said are you don't know what geometry you like wasted your li- half your life the other person asked him that well you know what trigonometry then so he said i didn't know what geometry i don't know what is trigonometry and then somebody else asked him something each person is saying you wasted half your life you wasted half your life you don't know how many halves he had but each one was telling you wasted half your life so now as this all are having fun and having a, each time that he saying i don't know they all are having a hearty laugh over it and then as now they moving on suddenly go very stormy and then it became obvious that the storm is going to be very severe and that water started becoming very very rough now everybody went quiet all they laughter went away too so now this old man turned to them and said that have you all learned to swim one person is saying whether you learned geometry and somebody saying trigonometry and somebody else but have you learned how to swim so all are saying no i didn't i didn't learn how to swim he says well you have lost your whole life because now when this boat is going to capsize if you don't know how to swim then you're gone i didn't know draw geometry and trigonometry and whatever else but i know how to swim I'll get to the bank. But you don't know how to swim, you're gone forever. Your life is gone. So likewise, all the other things of dunya, the trigonometries and geometries of dunya, some temporary little benefit, a person can use it in a correct manner, well and good. But he has to learn how to swim across to akhirat safely. How to swim through these challenges of dunya in a way that he doesn't drown in dunya. He can swim safely to the bank or the other end to akhirat without getting drowned in dunya then he has made it but he only knew how to do all the things of dunya but he didn't learn how to swim safely to akhirat meaning akhirat everybody is going nobody is going to get left behind but without getting drowned in dunya because he got drowned in dunya then his destination is somewhere else then he can't get to the destination of jannat so this is the aspect that how to make ourselves presentable to allah tbaraka wa taala how to learn how to swim through this life of dunya in a way that we get to jannat and we make ourselves presentable to allah tbaraka wa taala may allah taala grant us all the tawfeeq allah taala make us his true and obedient servants allah taala make us such that we are forever presentable to him our hearts are presentable to him and our lives are presentable to him and may allah tbaraka wa taala grant us the tawfeeq of doing that which pleases him at every moment save us from everything that displeases him akhir da'wana alhamdulillah rabbil alamin for a few minutes we'll make some zikr and then make some dua inshallah reported in the hadith sharif the person who recites la ilaha illallah 100 times daily 
Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah, like the full moon. What this means is that inshallah with this daily recitation of La ilaha illallah, this will become the means of him gaining the ability to do righteous deeds, stay away from all sin, be obedient to Allah Ta'ala at all times. As a result, he'll gain this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. So inshallah in our time and space, in our homes, wherever we fix a time daily to at least dedicate some time to decide this kalima la ilaha illallah hundred times and we inshallah then make our hearts clean with this also presentable and this will become the means of this great honor of the day of Qiyamah beside Guru Sharif صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 لا إله
ഹമ്മ <تصفيق> انك انت العز الاكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك 
اللهم حبب الينا الايمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره الينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة انك لا تخلف الميعاد اله العالمين الله most merciful most gracious most kind most loving الله اله العالمين الله forgive us يا الله يا الله forgive us يا الله يا الله forgive us يا الله اله العالمين forgive the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allah show your maghfirat on the ummah ya Allah show your rahmat on the ummah ya Allah remove the difficulties and hardships of the ummah ya Allah remove the suffering and pain of the ummah ya Allah Allah we acknowledge whatever is happening is due to our sins ya Allah forgive us and the entire ummah ya Allah grant us and the entire ummah the tawfiq of those a'mal that bring down your health ya Allah that bring down your forgiveness ya Allah that bring down your rahmat ya Allah save us and the entire ummah from such actions that bring down azab ya Allah اله العالمين grant us istiqamat on deen ya Allah grant us istiqamat on the amal of deen ya Allah اله العالمين يا الله save us from every haram ya Allah save us from all the sins ya Allah ya Allah make sins detestable to us ya Allah make us hate sin like we hate filth ya Allah اله العالمين enable us to love the amal like we love all these beautiful sweet things ya Allah like all all the things that are very attached to us ya Allah اله العالمين يا الله يا الله you grant us your muhabbat ya Allah fill our hearts with your muhabbat ya Allah fill our hearts with the love of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam fill our hearts with the love of his mubarak sunnah ya Allah enable us to love his mubarak sunnah ya Allah save us from the ways of the yahud and nasara ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah enable us to perform our five times salah with jamaah ya Allah grant us the tawfiq of such a salah with which you are pleased with ya Allah grant us khushu and khudu in our salah ya Allah enable us to recite the quran sharif daily ya Allah enable us to take your mubarak name daily ya Allah ya Allah enable us to speak to you in dua daily ya Allah and ya Allah accept us for the khidmat of your mubarak deen ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah all those are sick give them complete shifa and afiyat ya Allah remove every trace of their illnesses ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah those who are in any difficulties and hardships remove with afiyat ya Allah those who are in financial problems remove with afiyat ya Allah grant barakat in each one's rizq ya Allah grant halal and tayyib rizq ya Allah Allah save us from every drop and grain of haram and what is doubtful ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah those who are in debt make their debts get paid out with ease ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah all those who have passed away from our families throughout the ummah ilahul alamin make their complete maghfirat ya Allah ya Allah fill their covers with noor ya Allah raise their stages in the akhirah ya Allah ilahul alamin at the time of our death take us with la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Allah take us on iman kamil ya Allah take us on tawbah and nasuh ya Allah Allah take us at the time you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you ya Allah Allah make our covered gardens of jannah for us ya Allah grant us the shafa of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allah give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah ya Allah throughout the world ya Allah Allah you grant ya Allah dominance to the muslims ya Allah ya Allah you make islam dominant ya Allah ilahul alamin help islam and the muslims ya Allah اللهم انصر الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم اهدنا واهد بنا واجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اجعلنا هداه مهتدين غير ضالين ولا مضلين اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد 
صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب